Welcome to In The Zone. Before we get into it, if you like what you're hearing, please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Give us five stars and give me your best take in the comments. If you missed it the past couple of weeks, we have switched to a new format for the NBA playoffs called Me Against the World. It's just me against the world, baby. Each week, I'll bring in a different guest to debate the hottest topics in the NBA playoffs. Whoever the best guest ends up being will lock in that person as my debate partner for the entire NBA Finals. So let's get to it. This week, we've got longtime reporter and current FS1 analyst, Rob Parker. All right, I want to welcome my man Rob Parker into the zone, man. It's man. great to have you here. It's been too long. It's been way too long. I can't long. believe you haven't been to the zone before. And I'm ready for it. You know that. I've been wanting great. to get at you for a long time. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be feeling that way in about All 30 right. minutes. We'll see. <laughs> but look, uh, let's get right to it. LeBron James needs 25 points to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and become the second leading scorer in NBA playoff history, second, of course, to Michael Jordan. Is he the second best player in NBA playoff history? I would say no. And I know people will automatically think of LeBron and the here and now and seven could be you seven know, could be trips. seven years in a row, and I get all that. But when I look at, I think sometimes people discount uh Shaq's career and what he was able to do in the playoffs. Cause I think where he has an upper hand on LeBron is his playoff average and he won three straight championships, yeah. something that LeBron never did. Yeah. I think that puts you on another plateau and level. And granted, he had Kobe, but if I were to look at LeBron and tell you that he had uh, uh, Wade and and um, Bosh, and 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 they won two out of four down in Miami, some people would say that's good. It should have been great, and it wasn't great. It was good, very good. Yeah. But it should have been better. I think Shaq is a better player. I, I in the playoffs, or you think in better the playoffs? Overall? In okay. the playoffs, not overall. No overall career. Um, yeah, I, I would I would agree with you. I think at this point, I put Shaq ahead of LeBron in terms of playoff performances because he was just flat out dominant. I think those three series against uh, New Jersey, Indiana, and Philadelphia—not in that order—but he averaged like thirty-eight points. And 13 rebounds in those series, or 35 points, 13 He was rebounds. unstoppable. Yeah, for those three years, he was just completely dominant. I actually, though, if I had to rank the playoff performers in history, I got Jordan number one, as I think you do. I would put Bill Russell number two and Shaq third. And I go with Bill Russell because I mean, he made 12 trips to the finals and he won 11 of them. You know, that, but, that's but, just... But the only problem is, and I'm not going to poo-poo his career or act as if it didn't matter, but you got to admit it was a different NBA with but fewer teams. But who was he teams, going against? But with, but with, Wilt Chamberlain. But, but still it was with fewer teams, and it was, it was almost like when people talk about the Yankees made it to the World Series eight out of ten years in the 50s. Yeah, but when you realize that there were no playoff structure, if you finished first... You went automatically to the World Series. That's not the same as if but you're going through four rounds of playoffs in order to beat I, teams. I would say it's a little different. Though. You're right. Only eight teams or whatever at that time. That's all it However, was. However, you had to go through. He went through Wilt Chamberlain. He went through 
uh, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West. I mean, he went through a lot of great players, and we can talk about all the Hall of Famers he had with him. But I would argue that a lot of those guys are Hall of Famers because they played with Bill Russell, won all those rings. So I would actually have LeBron uh, like fifth all-time playoff performer at this point. Um, all right. All right. Topic two, uh, barring an upset or an injury, LeBron looks like he's headed to a seventh straight NBA Finals, an eighth Finals appearance overall. Chris, you, uh, you already know how I feel about LeBron, but try to convince me that LeBron can become – the GOAT. So you don't think he can become the GOAT? No, it's impossible. Right. You got him second all time right now. Right. I got him second too. Um, I, I, I'm I, not going to say definitively. He probably never, like Jordan is pretty much the undisputed GOAT, right? I mean, some people would say will, you know, He's, some older people. But when you're people, perfect, it's hard. Most people would right? say Jordan. Jordan's undisputed, right? 6-0 in the NBA Finals, all yeah. six MVPs. But. So I don't think LeBron will ever get to the point where he's just undisputed GOAT like like Jordan is. But I think if he wins this year and next year, I think you can make a strong argument for LeBron to be the GOAT. And I think a lot of younger people that didn't see Jordan would say that. And this would be the argument. Number one, I think LeBron, if he beats this Warriors team and then be, wins it again next year, probably over this Warriors team, I would say he's beaten much better teams than Jordan beat in the finals. Jordan did not play in an era of super teams. When he did, in the 80s, the Celtics were a super team, Lakers were a super team, Pistons were a super team. He never beat them in their prime. He beat teams where the Lakers had Magic and Sam Perkins, Worthy. Worthy actually was hurt one of the games in those finals. Byron Scott missed one of those games too. That wasn't a super team. Portland had one Hall of Famer, Clyde Drexler. Phoenix, one Hall of Famer, yeah, but, Charles but, Barkley. But, but wait a minute, Portland, was, Portland was a good team. They were man. a good team, I mean, but just that, because that they had one Hall of Famer, era. but they were that was a pretty good. You're team. You're not gonna match them up though against teams with multiple Hall of Famers. But see, I and think in this era, you got mo like this Warriors team will probably have people gonna laugh right now. Probably four Hall of Famers. Huh? Could I laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Durant, and Steph, minute. easily. If but, but they Chris, win titles, Clay and Draymond are going to be Hall of Famers, too. That's going to be four but, Hall but of Famers. But the problem with LeBron and why you discount it is because his path from the East is way too easy. And I'm not been, saying I, just I'm, getting to the no, finals. No, no, but I'm saying but that's what hurts him when people look and say, yeah, he's made it to the NBA Finals, but he's had nobody in his path. Even, even in Michael Jordan's day, and you could poo-poo the Knicks or Indiana or some other teams that he had Knicks to beat. Knicks had Reggie Miller. Okay, but, but they did have some players. Good Patrick players, Ewan but not other Hall of, of Famer. Patrick Ewan was a Hall of Famer. That's fam it. Reggie Miller was a Hall of Famer. That's fam. it. That's oh, but, one but, per team. But I'm saying those were – the Davis boys with Indiana were, were good. good. They were. Good Charles role Charles was good. Charles Good Oakley. role player. But I'm just saying. I know you went New York. You think you know, he was a no, superstar. No, I didn't say he was a superstar, but he was a good player. And all I'm saying is LeBron's path weakens your your outlook His on him. His path to the finals is, is weak. Okay. I agree. That, in that, the East. But I'm talking about if, if he, he was wins in the West, championships. he wouldn't have gone to the no, NBA Finals no seven years in a row. No and that's, that's what hurts. But I, I, would, I think there's another argument. If he wins these next two, that'll be five total. still not six. But I think the longevity argument, he's in already in his 14th year. He's probably got two years left as a top five player, maybe three. He's going to be in the top five in scoring and assist all time, or top ten assist all time 
Nobody else is even in it. It can come close. Well, but to also that. you got to remember he didn't play uh, college ball, so he came in. Yeah, he came in he got, early. So he has yeah. a he has a four and just year, a longer he has a career. three four year advantage. Plus, he's never been hurt. Well, that's what, a credit to well, him. I'm just saying, but when you add <laughs> right. all those things together, yeah. yeah. But everybody that's come in early hasn't had a long career. Tracy McGrady came in early, didn't have a long. Kobe career. played 20 years. Kobe, Kobe and Garnett Kobe played 20 years. But, wow. but it's not automatic. Eddie Curry, Tyson Chandler. Uh, Tracy McGrady, Al Harrington. A lot of guys came in early and left early. but So I, I think I got that one on you. No, no, you didn't get that one. <laughs> All right, look. After closing out the Memphis Grizzlies last week, Spurs coach Greg Popovich had this to say about Kawhi Leonard. And obviously Kawhi Leonard is, you know, in my opinion, the, the, the best player in the league right now. Uh, he's the best two-way player uh, and does it all with such class. Uh, it's impressive. All right, Rob. Do you think Kawhi has taken LeBron's title as the best player in the league? No way, no how. Oh, I wanted to bring okay. that to the zone, right? <laughs> no, I'm not buying it. And I and I understand what he's saying. Kawhi Leonard is a fantastic player, okay? He really is. And whenever you can play defense on the defensive end, yeah. you get extra points. People love it because, you know, the guy can score – but he also can defend, and and you just don't get that. Guys are either scorers or, yep. or defenders because they can't score. Yep. He's both. But LeBron is still the best player in the league. I, I just, as much as people might say I'm bash, I bash LeBron. I recognize. I am a little surprised. I recognize his talent. I don't. I don't. That's not to say that Kawhi can't be or down the road. But as long as LeBron's playing and at the level he's playing at, I still think he's the best player. And and I, I get Pop. It's his guy. The guy plays yeah, and gives I, him everything, I, yeah. and I understand why you would want to say that, make the guy feel really good. Yeah. <laughs> you want to play off And push. maybe you put something, I don't, I don't think it'll work, but, you know, he and LeBron have a good relationship from Team USA. You put a little something in LeBron's mind that, you know, this all-time great coach thinks Kawhi is better than you. So maybe you, met, you try to send a little mental warfare. But I'm with you. If you watch a game, there's no way you can say – Kawhi Leonard dominates a game like LeBron James does. Even though he's, at this point, a better defender than LeBron is. LeBron used to be a great defender. Now he's still a pretty good defender, but not what he used to be. But the way he controls the tempo, the action, the fact that he's a huge scorer, but also a playmaker, creating for his other teammates. He can do everything, LeBron, and that's, yeah. that's the whole thing, if he – wants to and is willing to, you know, do that. Yep. So that's why it's hard to think of anybody. That doesn't mean he was the MVP of the league. Exactly. Because I don't think he was the MVP. I think – Who uh, would your vote have gone to? Uh, or did you vote? Did you have a no, vote? No, I, I, okay. I didn't have a vote. But um, uh, Westbrook. Okay. I thought – Because it was that's historic. Yeah. We saw something that we hadn't seen. A lot of guys have played this game in order to be go for a triple-double – you know, in this league, when when all these other players, and it hasn't happened since the '60s, you got to give the man his due, especially losing Kevin Durant yep. and then putting and in that still kind of season. The same number of assists, I, 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 absolutely. So, I, so that was impressive. Every player or former player that I've talked to about that has gone with Westbrook. Yeah, that's who I voted. And for. it's not that Harden didn't have a great year, but yeah. but the thing is. LeBron might be the best player, but he won the MVP this year. Exactly. He still can be. He's the best player. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Oh. All right, we know the Rockets embarrassed uh, the Spurs in Game One by 27 points, provoking some pundits. Even uh, Colin Cowherd uh, said that Greg Popovich is overrated. Chris, <laughs> do you agree? Is uh, 
pop an overrated head coach. As I once heard a great reporter say, no way, <laughs> no how. <laughs> Thank I mean, you very much. No way. It's ridiculous to think Popovich is overrated. Popovich is the Bill Belichick. Of the NBA. No, wait a minute. Bill Belichick Without cheats. question. Stop. Okay. All okay, right. Be I'll take careful. that. All right. Taking that away. Take that All away right. now. That's a big difference. Uh, take that away. But just as far, you know what I mean, the productivity. Popovich is incredible. And he's never had Kobe, Michael. I know he had Tim Duncan. Uh, no question. Don't poo-poo was, Tim Duncan. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm just saying he never had Kobe and Shaq. So, or Duncan and Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Pop, uh, Phil Jackson had Kobe and Shaq, then Jordan and Pippen. I mean, Popovich, is he had one player in his prime of that caliber, and that was Duncan. And every year they're in the hunt. And I, what I like about Popovich and why I think he's one of the greatest, he adjusts to his players. All right, he doesn't – he's not like Phil Jackson, who no matter who the players are, they got to run the He's going to fit China. them in the wedge. Yeah, right. Mike D'Antoni, you got to run my, my way. When it was Duncan and Robinson, Twin Towers, defense first, play in the post. When Duncan got older, Tony Parker is our guy. We're going offense over defense. When, then he became a three-point shooting team when they beat Miami in 2014. Then he got LaMarcus Aldridge, Kawhi Leonard emerged. Now they run ISO a lot because that's better suited for their team. So his adaptability and to be able to have this type of success, there's, he's arguably the best coach in NBA history. I still say there are questions, and I always look at people from this standpoint, that you have to win, like like I look at coaches, did they win with other people? So what I'm saying is I always say anybody can win one, okay. coaches, okay? So, so to me, I look at his reign that he never was able to win anything without Tim Duncan yet. So well, it's only been one, no, I know, one year. But I'm saying for me, for him, for me – to really like solidify, and I've seen all the stuff that he's done. I've also seen but, some snafus, coaching late with Tim Duncan isn't in the game. I, I, he's, you made, know, that, mistakes, he's made some mistakes, but, but, but everybody, I'm not, everybody yeah. does. I'm not, but I still believe that. And, and when I talk about that, I always look at Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells to me is one of the all-time great coaches. Won two Super Bowls yeah. with the Giants, and even though he didn't win again, right? Okay. Jets were one in fifteen. He took them to the. The AFC Championship game. He went to the Super Bowl with the Patriots. Then but he also can, went to Dallas. That. And I'm just saying, everywhere he went, they won. They won. And that's what I look at for a coach. You could so say that I about wanna, Popovich. I want to see Popovich win. Now, if he wins a championship or two without Tim Duncan, then I'm with you. If he never wins again, I'm going to count Tim Duncan a lot in the equation. No question, but but how about this? First of all, okay, you said Parcells never won a championship uh, no. with those other teams. Right. This this is the only year he's been without Tim Duncan so far. They won 61 games. No, I now, got, they're not going to win a championship, but, but, but if they do, No, but I'm saying that if they do, then I would look at that a little different. Because once you what don't have What about Duncan being way past his prime for at least the last championship? 2014. Yeah, now, no, that was not the same Tim Duncan. No, it wasn't. But but they uh, they they got everything. Things just worked out for them, and I'm not going to take it away. But Tim Duncan uh, wasn't the player he might have been for the first four championships, yeah, right? But yeah. but he still was a he was, was a, a presence, a, but a they, presence. But been, right. Yeah. But Tony Parker came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? As far as a, was he a second round pick? Parker turned be into a Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. Yeah, right. Hall of Famer. I'm not too many. They made round some pick. good picks. Manu Ginobili. And Ginobili's know, a hell of a Ginobili player. Ginobili was second round. Parker was late well. first. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you agree with me? He's not overrated. 
No, I don't agree with that. I think that there's a I until overrated. I'm, I'm just I where wanna, do you rate? Where is he rated? He he is a great coach, but I I I want to hold off before I anoint him the greatest coach in the NBA, like you just said. So who I, I'm I, saying I would, arguably I, who you give it to, Phil? Well, Phil Jackson. You know what? It's not only that Phil wanted two places, and I know he had four of the greatest players. Yeah. But there's still a lot more that goes into it. It's hard to take away a guy who's won that many yeah. times, and Phil also won. A CBA championship, which people might poop or discount. No. Moving on, man. I'm moving serious. On. Come on. <laughs> nah, I, it tells you CBA. something. Yes. The Albany Protrudes, yes. right? Nah, I'm they pooping that. How'd they I'm win? Po- okay. I'm poo-pooing that. All right. All right. Despite a Hall of Fame career, Chris Paul has never made it out of the second round of the playoffs. Once again, struggling. <laughs> like, you giving me your answer already. <laughs> is it are you saying is he a choker, Chris Paul? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. I just mm. and, and I say it from this standpoint. Great players, sometimes you can win a series by yourself and take a team. And and you can't use Blake Griffin as an excuse because being injured. They, being injured. They won game six in Utah, right? To force game seven. You come home to your own crib. That's a that's a moment for you. And then you have a subpar game mm-hmm. in a big game. 13 and, points. And 13 yep. points is not yep. Yep. the game you're going to have. And that doesn't mean that his whole career stinks and he's no good or whatever. But, when, but to not be out of the second round of the playoffs this late into his career and some of the players that he's had around yeah. him, it's not good enough. And so if I want to use the label – if, if that's the question, choker or not a choker, I have to say choker to be to just be honest. Yeah, I, I would hate to call him a choker. Look, he's had some bad moments in the in the clutch. Really going back to 2014, Oklahoma City game five. They're up, look like they're going to go up 3-2 and probably win that series over Durant and Westbrook. He makes two terrible turnovers in the last 45 seconds. They lose the game. They have been leading by seven with 45 seconds left, and then they lose the, the series. Um, Houston, it wasn't all his fault. I don't, I don't think anything specific he did, but they were up 3-1 on the Rockets. You can't have that, and that's what we talk about with great players is that, dude, you got to win one. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, even if you just take over one of those games, the last yeah. three, and just say, I'm going to do this, we're going to win this game, and, and that's what you needed. It would have been great just to see him in this game seven Come out after they take won a over. big game. Best take over, in the right? By far, right? Take, take over, that win over. that game. You can't let Utah come to LA and win that game well, on your home court. But the reason he didn't speaks to what his problem is. His problem is that he is a true point guard through and through. Okay, and so a true point guard, he doesn't even like. He's reluctant score. Chris doesn't want to go out there and get you 25 points a night. He's turning down shots. He's trying to pass the ball and get everybody else involved. When you do that, when you're that type of point guard, you need other guys. You need another alpha scorer. There's no and doubt Blake about Griffin it. And Blake Griffin doesn't have that go-to move where he's going to do it for you. Chris doesn't really want to be that guy. So that's why they, I think a big part – like Isaiah was a true point guard, but he also was a true scorer. Like he wasn't oh, no, a no doubt about score. it. No, no, no. That's he, the difference between him. He'll he, go out and get you If he put on his score on a hat day and exactly. just say he go out and score thirty five points, that's with no the trouble. Difference. Right? Yeah. There's and no Chris doubt about doesn't, it. Chris doesn't. They doesn't want to do that. But sometimes you just need a guy like that if he's your guy. Now nah, he's got to, right. to come out and do that. Not not all the time, but there was a that was a situation. You they need, need me yeah. today, and me being a facilitator is not going to get it done to, yeah. to close out a series. Yeah. That's it. 
Celtics took a 2-0 lead in the thriller against the Wizards last night behind Isaiah Thomas's 53 points. Chris, is Isaiah the best small player ever? And the definition of small player, we're talking about under 5'10". 5'10 and under. The only one I think, I mean, you know, obviously people think of Muggsy Bogues, 5'3". Uh, Michael Adams, remember him in yep. Denver, 5'10". He played for the Bullets too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was there, Yeah, he was with a few teams. Um, and then Calvin Murphy, though, is the argument. Calvin Murphy, Hall of Famer. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to say Isaiah Thomas is now the best 5'10 and under player we've ever seen. And this is why. Because he is now, he is leading this team. One, he led them to the number one seed. And I know Cleveland's the best team in the East and could have easily gotten it. But still, he led them to a number one seed. He averaged 29 points a game. He was in the MVP conversation. Wasn't going to win it. He was fifth on my ballot. And I think he may end up finishing fifth in the race, fifth or sixth. Calvin Murphy, as great as he was, never sniffed an MVP award. Only made one All-Star team in 13 years. Isaiah's already made two All-Star teams. Probably going to make an All-NBA team Yeah, but he's been in the league year. seven, eight years. That's not that impressive, two, two All-Stars. Yeah, but it's it's more impressive than one in 13. No, there's no you doubt. Know, so okay. he's been in, I think, six years, two All-Star games. And the fact that he has not only carried them to the number one seed, but carrying them uh, to the second round and maybe the conference finals the way it looks right now, I have to give him the props. Calvin Murphy made the finals, made the conference finals, but was not the leading scorer on either of those teams. I think sometimes uh, we get caught up prisoner of the moment, and it's not to take anything away. 53 points in a playoff yeah. game when so many other great players haven't done it. You know what I mean? So you have to give We're him just talking due. about taking over. There's no doubt. Right. Yeah. No, no, no doubt about it. So, yeah, when you look at him and you look at his size, it's unbelievable. He's almost impossible to guard. And he can score from everywhere on the floor. He, he's a, he's an incredible player, but um, at this point, I guess he would probably be that guy when you look at five ten and under. Um, to you have to give it to him. Calvin Murphy's there though, and 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 your numbers and what you're talking about with the All Star games and stuff in 13 years, I get all that. But he was a, scored an average 18 points a game, yep. which he is impressive. Great. For a guy of that size. Yep, yep. He was great. But Isaiah, look, I've been reluctant to give Isaiah his props. I mean, I've, I've known he's a great player. But, like, I, I've, I felt John Wall was the best player in this series. Now I got to give it to Isaiah. I mean, he's carried them to two straight victories. And Wall, while he's a little different than Chris Paul, he will go out and score. He's also that true point guard, too, in facilitating. Isaiah's not worried about that. No, he's, he's trying to win. Score. Right, he's a He's score, going right. out and scoring, so. All right, look, it's a foregone conclusion that Golden State and Cleveland will meet each other again for the third straight NBA I just threw finals, up in my right? mouth. Okay, <laughs> All right, look, do you think this NBA era is less competitive than we've ever seen in league history? Absolutely. This, I, I am the one guy voting in the country who doesn't want to see the, 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 the thrillogy or the three-peat or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. I, I just I, I think it's bad for the league. The league is way too top-heavy. the first time ever. Right. I mean, and that, that speaks volumes about because this league has had a lot of great players. And when you think that three teams of, two teams have never met three years in a row, it, it says a lot. And I think and, – and it's not – it's not totally against 
the Warriors and totally against Cleveland. It talks about just the rest of the league and where what what place it's in, which NBA America isn't a good place, Chris, because you, you want other teams to be involved. You could go to other sports and look at baseball and look at football, and, and it's not the same teams every year. And, and I think – that's a problem. It so sounds what, what, what about those that would say, now, granted, they never made, met three straight years, but I think they met three years and four, three times in four years, the Birds, Celtics, Magic, Lakers. No, I, and I get that, and don't get me wrong. I just think that the difference in that, and, and yes, were they always, they're always great teams in every league. So I'm not saying it's not about being yeah. a great team. I just never seen the, the other teams with, with uh, far less competition. That That's... When you look at the East and you look at these teams, they're just really – Brooklyn, uh, the Knicks, they're just a lot of yeah, really, yeah. really bad teams, not not competitive teams. Well, and, I, and I think that's the problem that I have with the league, not so much that that, that Cleveland and the Warriors are good, but but where's the rest? Who's pulling up the, the, the back end to where they're just decent or at least com- – Every the first round series, a lot of them four and over, you know, four and done. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. saying the Pacers were going to give them a run. Re- really, you know. Well, I, I, look, I'm with you in that. This year, the Warriors and the Cavs are head and shoulders above everybody else in their conference, and we really haven't seen the league like that. But just last, I wouldn't say it's a whole era yet, because last year the West was phenomenal. I mean, you had three teams that people thought legitimately had a shot to come out of there, Oklahoma City, and they really should have beaten Golden State. You know, so now the problem is yeah, when Durant choked. went to Golden State. Well, Durant, when, when he went to Golden State, that made it incredibly lopsided. I would love for Kevin Durant or some other great star to go to the East, go to Boston, go to Washington, and take another team and make it elite because that's what we're lacking I think the quality of play in the league is we've always had bad teams. That's not no, new. There's no, there's no doubt about terrible it. Teams. I covered the Nets in the late 80s. They used to win 17 games yeah, a year. Yeah, so you know. So I know. I've seen bad basketball. And it's always, too, about five, four or five teams that you really say are in the hunt for a championship. The problem is this year we all felt like it was really two. And, and, that, and, that's, and I and think that's, that's, that's a problem. For the league, and I think it, it reflected in the TV ratings, which were down this year. You know, like although people, in the playoffs they're up, right? But but the regular season they were yeah. down, and that says something when you have such teams like Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, and you have LeBron and them basically the whole year well, leading the away. Yeah, the East, but but, but still, just, it just yes, said, it said a lot that the yeah. ratings went down. Uh, as well, much and as you they know did. what else it tells me, especially with the ratings in the playoffs being up like eleven to fifteen percent. It tells like the NBA playoffs are different than any other playoffs because it's long, it's two full months right. where you have games almost every day. But the only problem baseball is not that long. Football is obviously no, not that long. But the only thing is what's what's happened is uh, because of the imbalance in the league, it's made the regular season almost. Uh, well, I think that, you know, like, but I also think, like, I also think the fact that the playoffs, the playoffs are a separate season. Right. But I'm saying it's gotten to the and point. And it's good. Well, to I, me, I think the playoffs have been good so far. Right. But Even what, though we know it's who's ending up, getting to that. But still. That, like Washington, this Washington-Boston series is good. Memphis-San Antonio was great. I would love to see somebody else. I would love to see. The, the Who would Rock, you like to see? The Rockets somehow pull up the major upsets. Now, how about the Rockets and the Celtics? 
or just oh, something different. Wait, wait, what? Yes, I just want only, something different. Like you said, you're the only, only band in America. America. You want to see Rocket Celtics. Yes. I just don't want to see. I would see... rather see Celtics Warriors in the finals than I just, Rockets I don't, I don't want to see the Warriors. I don't want to see the Cavs no more. Golden State went up one nothing over the Utah Jazz last night. Five Warriors finishing in uh, double figures. 17 points for uh, Kevin Durant. Chris, if Golden State wins the championship this year, would Durant's ring be tainted? I don't think so. I, I was one of those that wasn't killing him for going there. Um, I think, though, he has to play really – like, he he has to be the best player. During the regular season, when he was there for 60 games before he got hurt, he was clearly their best player. And you were beginning to hear people who had criticized him for joining the Warriors start saying – he's got to be in the MVP race. Like they were, you know, he was changing the narrative to the point where when he got hurt, Barkley even said, you can't, they can't win it without him. Zero chance, Charles Barkley. So that's how he flipped the script. So he can flip the script and change the narrative, but he has to be their best player. Well, we, if, well, he, if he wins it averaging 17 points a game and Steph is just killing and carried him and he's the MVP, there are those that are going to look at that ring and say, man, you used to be the man. Now you were just riding the bus rather than driving it. So I do think he, even if he's not quite finals MVP, as long as he's 25 points a game or something, like really plays great, I don't think it'll be tainted. Sometimes I watch the Warriors and I look and I just don't think they really even need Kevin Durant. I think that they could have made this run, make this run without him. And that's saying a lot for a yeah. great player like that. And, I, and, and it makes me start to think that, the reason they wanted him was to get him out of the way. You know what I mean? Almost. And remember, Golden State was down 3-1 to one yeah. with the tandem of Westbrook and Durant. And, you know, uh, OKC choked to me in that series. And, and they went on. Well, you have 3-1. You right. should win. They, they yeah. should win it. Well, especially with a great player yeah. like Durant and you have Westbrook. And you couldn't win one game. But but I just wonder about that if that's really was their motivation is having him out of the way, which opens up their run yeah, to be able to, to be have a, a, to be dominant in the West with nobody other than San Antonio there lurking. Yeah, yeah. But really, that was the team that was in the way for them. No question. And and I think that I'm starting to believe if I was Kevin Durant, I would wonder to myself: Do they really need me? Do they really? Did they really want me, or did they want me out of the way? Well, I really believe that. Part the the story because I, I had to report and cover that he really wanted to go there. Now they would have went after if if it had if they had not gotten inklings and you know a notion that he wanted to go there because remember he's tight with Draymond. They're texting Draymond saying, "Look, we might be able to get KD. I'm tight with him. Whatever." Um, they would have went after him because that's what they do. Remember, they went after Dwight Howard. No, I and they didn't have any money. So I think they – and I know from talking to people in that organization, if they had won the championship last year, Golden State, they still would have went after Durant. That speaks to your point. Maybe part of it would have been to get him out of the way. Part, it, I, I think I that think, was just part of it. I don't think that was the main and, thing. And that he wanted to come made it easy. But I, yeah. I really believe that they said to themselves, well, if we get him – Right, we got a better shot at winning, but he's also not in our way yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, I think and that's that, part that, of the thing. And thinking. now it's a five-year championship run. Whether then, if they don't win this year, and they've only won one, and they one, didn't have him, and, and, yeah, right, then all of a sudden it could be over. It could be over, yeah. and you look at it and go, "They were a cool team, yeah, and yeah. they had a little thing, and they've all it all worked out, and 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 Kyrie and and Love were hurt, and it yeah. all worked out for them, and they won." 
You no, know what they I mean? Wouldn't be, yeah, it would they, be totally would be, different would, dialogue, yeah. and that's why. Well, I and about I think it. that's the thing too. They looked at it: the chances of being maybe that team, or maybe winning two and being a good team historically. Or you get Durant. Now you got a chance to become a dynasty. Right. And like you said, you do get him out of the way. So I think it was just part of their thinking, not like we don't really like want a him. Plan. Yeah, yeah, we don't want him, but let's just get him out of the way. I think they they really wanted him to help him too. Because they did feel as Steph, Steph has not been great. He's been really good. I think he should have been the finals MVP the first year. But he hasn't dominated the finals like a lot of people thought he should. And they see that. And so now you get Durant, even if Steph's not dominant, Durant could be dominant. So I think it was a lot of different things. Look, last question. Several Warriors players, we're going to stick with them, made fun of their series against Utah by saying there's no nightlife <laughs> in Salt Lake City when they play their games there. Rob, is that a sign that the Warriors are losing their championship focus? I don't think they're losing that championship focus. I just, uh, uh, I think that they're bored because they know that they, they know since the season started. Maybe that, your boys the Rockets, will right? Do something you know with that they're bored and they're like, so they're making fun of it. We've all been to Salt Lake City. I used to go when it was the Salt Palace and stay at the Marriott across yeah, the street yeah, yeah. and have to go buy a uh, booze from the liquor store <laughs> next to the bar and all that. So Utah, there isn't much going on. So uh, I just think they're having fun with it. They're bored more than anything. They know they got a job to do, but are they afraid of Utah or thinking that they're going to get derailed in Salt Lake City? I don't think so. So that's why I think they're more like having fun with it because yeah. there's really nothing else. What are they going to talk X's and O's and how they're going <laughs> to stop Utah and, oh, my God, like this is unbelievable? No, nah, I hear you. I mean, it's not a good look. It looks like like the question, maybe they're losing focus, but Utah can't punish them. And like you said, they know they're going to win. Look, you and I both have covered the NBA for decades, all right? I'm not the party animal that you are <laughs> or, or used to be or are or whatever. Used to be. All right, used all right. to be. What city does have the best nightlife in the NBA? Uh, I, I guess you're going to say Atlanta. How'd you know Magic City? Oh, I'm sorry. I hear Did I things. Say that? I, I've never been there. I've never been Did there. I but I hear that? things. You've never I been to Magic sources. City? No, man. You know I don't roll like that. Wow. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'd say Atlanta. <laughs> because of Magic City. Because of Magic City from the beginning. That's an unbelievable You were hanging place. out with those Knicks players. Oh, there. They they got, got but trouble. I didn't get caught up. You know? <laughs> I wasn't on the videotape. But uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, Atlanta would be one of those, definitely. Uh, I always had a good time. I was trying to think. Chicago, too. You know, Chicago's a great town to, to go out in and have New fun. New York, of course. And New York. LA, but I, but that was my base. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and L.A. Also, uh one of the greatest moments of, of nightlife hanging out, and I'm not going to say who the reporter is, but I went out with him to a party or something, and not only did he meet a TV actress at the party we went to, he wound up getting, ma- they wound up getting married. What? It was uh, Yes, unbelievable. I can still remember that day. In L.A. Wow. Like we went to L.A., we went out, and, and he was like, man, I just met this great chick, whatever, whatever. And she wanted to be a TV actress, and they want to wow, get married. Wow. So All right. I never had such luck, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> well, look, man, I'm sorry I was so rough on no, you. No, no. I think you right. might have got one out of the nine or something so? like that. <laughs> I think it was more like uh, seven to two. All right. All right your seven show. to two. Seven to two. You got, show, you, so got we'll two. you got two. You got two. Thank you for Chris, coming to the zone. Man, we'll get you back, it. man, for sure. Appreciate it. All right. And if you don't know, now you know. That's it for this week's show. Please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Give us five stars 
and leave a nice comment. Make sure you also catch me live on my nationally syndicated radio show along with my co-host Brian No on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be reacting to live games and covering all of the major stories in sports. See you next week. Peace. I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone.